uncomfortable. I love being uncomfortable. Don't you? It's so exciting being uncomfortable. And I'm glad I got choices. Aren't you? You're glad that God gives you the ability to make choices. That we get to choose the path that we walk. But choices has consequences. Choices has consequences. If you don't believe me, ask people like Jonah. His choices had consequences. He ended up getting ate by a great fish. Could be a whale, I don't know, but it was a great fish. And ended up in the bottom of the sea with seaweed wrapped around his neck in fish vomit. Anybody love the smell just like putrid, nasty, rank, yucky fish? It's like, mmm, nah. That's the best part about being a plumber is when you go in and eel out somebody's sink. That's usually the smell and the aroma you get when you eel out a sink line. It's really awesome, right, Ryan? It's pretty fun. It's, it's like a really great opportunity to do that. How he's worked in that before, grease trap, uh, eeling it out down there to Pikeville. And just a beautiful smell. It's kind of uncomfortable, really, because it feels like you're going to throw up and you're wait, afraid somebody, the customer that you're there working with, is going to notice. And you got to be tough as a plumber and not throw up in the midst of the battle of being uncomfortable with the putrid smells. But you get through it. Good thing lunch is coming, right? Is everybody set for that? Eric and Brittany's opening chiggers today. Amen. They're opening chiggers today, so after church, make sure and stop by there and get one of the specials or get your kids uh, one of their special meals that you're going to be doing. Choices. <laughs> Consequences. A lot of seeds getting thrown around. And sometimes chance is involved. Don't you love a good chance? Like whenever you're buying a ticket, maybe, and you're going to get in that raffle and when the youth group they kind of do sometimes they throw together a raffle to do a um, to win a, a weapon and it's pretty awesome that they raise money that way but um, chance so I got these chances this is really awesome right like a chance that way it's not Ben's decision it's just the the chance <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you got a choice, though, of whether you take a chance, okay? So this is kind of the ground rules here. I'm, I'm speaking about the rules of the opportunity. you got a choice to take a chance, but that choice has consequences. It's getting kind of confusing, isn't it? So I have to decide, am I going to take a chance or am I going to make the choice to have consequences? Everybody following? You good? Yeah, there might be consequences if you take a ticket. Both has consequences, unfortunately. 
it's what is those consequences? I mean, that's the big part of it. The you know the the choice that you're making is kind of tough. So I need somebody to be my ticket passer outer. They still have to take a ticket though. Well, they got a choice. If you don't get one, you're going to get picked anyways, right? You made a choice to come here today, and I can't help that consequence. <laughs> okay. But you still... I know. Yeah, okay, okay. You want to go ahead and get started? Yeah, let's do this. Okay. No, 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 one ticket. So, the, so if you want a ticket, if you're choosing right now to take a ticket, uh, raise your hand. No, you cannot give your ticket away. Uh, yes, you're going to give half and keep the other half. So if you want a ticket, raise your hand. If you do want a ticket, raise your hand. <laughs> if you win chiggers. Yeah, hey, if you do win, we'll buy you a buffet. Okay, ticket. Leslie says she'll buy you a chiggers. Yeah. Oh, so whoever's the winning ticket gets chiggers. But there's some people not raising their hand. That's hey, a good thing because we need a little bit of both of the groups. We need a little bit of all right. Girl, I got you. little bit of both of the groups. And if you're in the room and you don't know how to pray, just pray like that song a moment ago. Just speak the name of Jesus. You know, we said that last week. In the name of Jesus, right? So, and we also said last week, not today, devil, right? So. Could be that too. Could be that too. Huh? Um, I don't know yet. Everybody's doing it. That's like the in crowd statement. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. <laughs> Over all anxiety, speak the name of Jesus. What kind of cup do we have for the tickets? <laughs> Choices has consequences in the game of chance. Most people love winning, and you guys like right now are so excited because you might get to be the winner. Of the chosen ticket. It's going to be super fun. Leslie's finding a drum or a vessel of choice. Okay. Yeah, UK all the way. How about UK? UK fans in the house. Not Michigan. Sorry. Sorry. Not Michigan. This is UK. This is UK. Okay. Yeah, Leslie's a loser state university fan, so. Oh, I can't listen. Huh? Travis wanted a ticket? There's one laying right 
Oh, he's got a ticket. This your ticket? What? Who's this next one? I get to choose somebody. Is it my ticket? She's got a ticket. I didn't get one. Give me that. Okay, this is Leslie's. Now I don't get a chance. Give me that one. I'm tired. I'm weak. Yesterday was a rough day. Rowan, I love you. Princess Row. That's nice. How many didn't get a ticket? I'm just kidding. Yeah, how many didn't get a ticket? Raise your hand. Oh, yeah, let's just call it out. If you did not get a ticket, how many didn't get a ticket? Raise your hand. Okay. Okay, because we're a few. putting your name on a piece of paper, and then <laughs> it'll go in. Is anybody really good at winning, like these kind of things? Is anybody in the house really good winners, like? Every time you get in a raffle, you just end up winning. I might as well burn a $20 bill as I never win. Has everybody got their ticket ready? We need a drum roll. Where's Dusty at when you need him? You. Children. Like on a Christmas story. Who are we going to get? Roro, come on. No? What? Oh, she's got a ticket. She can't do that. Um, Have Karen do it. She didn't get one. Not my, not that Karen. That Karen. Karen. Okay, Karen. Here's here's a good seat for you right here. <laughs> okay. No no oh, no looking. So we're gonna pick a ticket and then we're gonna call the number. You'll call the number and then you'll let the individual know whether they're called or not. Six one four six one six. Who is it? Who's it? Read the last three again, Karen. Six sixteen. Six one six. Remember where liars go. Remember where liars go, Leslie says. Who is it? No, 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 no. No, the choice was to take the ticket. Oh, the winner. Come and have a seat, ma'am. You can get you a seat right here. This is going to be really good. What, take your choice. Side note, the Chigger special is only available for today. If you don't go today, yeah. I ain't paying Yeah, it has to go today. So another chance. Here we go. That way Brittany never make money today. 634. 634. Oh, thank God. 634 is the last. Travis, again. What a lucky candidate. Awesome. Okay, so we got that out of the way. You want to okay. talk about did, is that what you was hoping for? You was like, I just take the word for it. Okay. <laughs> oh, she was like avoidance. Avoidance. Oh, okay. So it's Lonetta's ticket, really. Okay, probably, probably would have been her ticket. But now, here's where some more choices are involved. The suspense. How, how is this going to operate? So if by chance
you had the choice. To make a difference in somebody's life, you get you're gonna have the opportunity to do that. So, Travis, your opportunity is to give someone the chance or no the opportunity to sit in your seat. So if they did not choose. To get a ticket, you can choose one of those folks to come and sit in your seat. So anybody that didn't choose a ticket to get a ticket, hold your ticket up. Everybody with a ticket, hold your ticket up. Wave it real big because you know he's not going to pick you now. So somebody that didn't choose a ticket, get a ticket. You get to choose one of them to be in your seat or you can keep the seat yourself. It's a choice you can make. You got the choice to do it yourself, to sit in a seat, and you don't know the questions or the answers. Or you can choose one of these non-participants. You don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. That was a very good choice of my friend. So all you non-ticket holders, whew, that was so close, wasn't it? What a great guy. <laughs> we love you, Travis. So now Val, she don't want to do this alone. And she still has to sit here. But, but she's getting chiggers, and Travis is getting chiggers, so they're, they're good. It's golden. But now... How many believes that young people ought to have an opportunity? <coughs> young people ought to have an opportunity to um, be involved in ministry. Yep. Come on, somebody. Yep. <laughs> young people should have an opportunity in ministry, and they're getting ready to be a minister, so this is going to be a good thing. So, Val, you get to choose somebody younger than 30. To come and sit in this seat. Younger than 30. So it doesn't matter ticket or no ticket. Somebody younger than 30. Anybody younger than 30, raise your hand and don't lie. Be proud of your birthday. Be very proud of your birthday. Who is it? Ryan? You're picking Ryan? Oh, Ryan gets chiggers too. Ryan Ryan gets gets chiggers too. Good. So Ryan's coming. (laughs) This is being recorded, man (laughs) Only at the bridge Only at the bridge Elizabeth is so proud Here, I'm going to do this I'm going to give him Okay (laughs) Younger than 30 (laughs) Well, you might have to It's it's up to Val It's up to Val She's, She's choosing stuff today so all of you have escaped the terror. Well, you, you can go back, Miss Miss Clark, if you want to, or you could stay up if you want to. Either way, you, you, your choice, your choice. Okay. <laughs> we'll get paddled again. 
Yeah, I did get paddled by Miss Clark in the fifth grade, and she says it's why I turned out the way I did. She's taking credit. Uh, I got one every year of school in my life until the ninth grade, and that's when they canceled it, and you weren't allowed to paddle anymore. So the tenth grade on, I didn't get any, but every year prior to that, I got one. So I was pretty good at getting paddled. Um, Can anybody just make a big sigh like you're just excited that this is over for you, that your opportunity to come and sit in the, the Bible calls it the seat of the scornful. Is that it? Is that what the seat is it's called? Uh, maybe. Um, so we're going to think about choices and consequences and chance today and we choose too often to take the easy road anybody guilty of taking the easy road too often where it's not uncomfortable but I choose just the comfortable and just comfortable so I got some questions today that I want to ask and I'm going to ask Val to start with, so she's going to lead us off. And this is a really good one, Val. This is really easy. In your Christianity, I promise you, this one's going to be really easy. And you're going to be grateful that I give you this opportunity. You're going to be, oh, I just love my pastor so much. And you're going to go out this week and just tell everybody, it's just awesome. The bridge is an awesome place, and it's so comfortable. And people just welcome you, and they just welcome you in the open arms. And they make coffee for you, and they give you Oreos. And I just invite you to come with me. And yeah, kind of uncomfortable thinking about it like this. So, so this... This is going to be your opportunity to share scripture. And I'm going to give you a scripture and you're going to quote it. No, it won't. No, this one won't. It could be, it could be about like Hebrews 11.1 1, or it could be like Genesis 1.1 1, 1, or it could be, you know, you just. Okay. <laughs> well, just go ahead and rattle it off and all these people out here will know it. <laughs> okay, this is um, prop. Probably the most well-known verse in all of Scripture. If you would say this verse, probably, and Billy Graham kind of, I think, really brought it to light of day, I think, but everybody quoted it up to that point. But so, does anybody know the probably the most quoted or known verse in the Bible? 3:16. John 3.16. <laughs> For God, microphone so the people on the TV can oh, hear you. Oh, you turn it on too, Val. There's a switch okay. on it. For God, yeah, there you it's go. good. It's good. God You're good. So loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son to give you everlasting life. That whosoever believes on Him. That's true. I say it all. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> she said it a minute ago. The whole thing. She did. And then it's it's nervous up here, yeah, isn't it? She said it a minute ago. Okay, it's, it's nerve-wracking up here. For God so loved the world that whosoever shall believe in him shall have everlasting life. Who wants that? Amen. Everlasting life. 
So the opposite of that would be everlasting death. So whosoever believes in him shall have everlasting life. Whosoever denies him shall have everlasting death. Life is full of choices. And choices has consequences, don't they, Travis? So now Travis, he's studied scripture, and he's been around the church for a while, and he talked about a few weeks ago, and he just got, by chance, God chose him to come up again, and then he chose for himself to allow you to sit in the comfort of your chair today. And it's so beautiful, but... Who said that? John three sixteen. Who said that? Who, who was? You got to turn this on right here. Okay. Well, it's written in John that uh, Jesus, God had ordained that. So Jesus spoke it, but John wrote it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Jesus was speaking and said, "For God so loved the world that he what." God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Gave his only begotten son. So Jesus was talking about himself. Mm -hmm. That whosoever. What's the next part? That whosoever. No, you're making me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> the, the most well-known scripture of all. I'm trying to make it really easy. So for God so loved the world that whosoever. Believes in him. Shall not perish. But have everlasting life. Okay. So Jesus said that. <laughs> Jesus said that. That's amazing. That's pretty awesome. But I, I learned in, in Bible school that I had to um, not misquote Scripture or misrepresent Scripture. And I think it's dust in the youth group. A while back, I came to one of their youth meetings. It's hot in here. Can you turn the air it's on? on? It's 69. It is on, Pansy. Anybody hot? I'm, I, it's hot in here. Okay. Christians are the whiniest people. They are. Church folks are babies. Big babies. So Jesus said that, and then John wrote it down so we would know it. That's pretty exciting. That John thought enough about us that I'm going to write this down. It sounds pretty cool. So in today's world, it'd be like hearing somebody say something kind of cool and just, you know, like tweeting it or making air quotes when you're talking to your friend at work. You know, air quote. Everybody knows how to do air quotes, right? So basically saying somebody else said this, but here, here's what it was. Um, who, who was Jesus talking to? No, in, in the context of Scripture, yeah. In John 3. Oh. Let's, here. Ho hold on. I need my sword. <laughs> so now they got. You need your phone? Use the table contents in the front of the book. Oh, she's bringing. Travis, you're getting your own. You're getting your own sword. It's going to be like. Thank you, ma'am. Happy birthday, by the way. So John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son 
But whoever believes on him will have everlasting life and won't die forever. So what's the question? Who was he talking to? Who, yeah, who was he talking to? Okay. John 3. John chapter 3. So look back probably about verse 1. John 3, verse 1, somewhere thereabout, and see if it says who he's talking to. And read it if you don't care. Start at verse 1 and just read down through it there a little bit, Travis. So There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born with, when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, to thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listest, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh. And whether it goeth, so is every one that is born of the spirit. And Nicodemus answered and said unto him how can these things be unto him how can these things be and Jesus answered and said unto him art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things verily verily I say unto thee we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and ye received not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended upon, up to heaven, but he that cometh down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent, in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have ever eternal life. For God so loved the world that he, have, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Good enough. So who was he talking to? Nicodemus. Who was Nicodemus? Ruler. 
a ruler of the Jewish people. So, if he's a ruler, in their culture, it's kind of by chance or by a little bit of choice and a little bit of consequences that a young man like Nicodemus would have chosen to go sit at the feet of a rabbi and learn the scriptures in a greater way than they had from their parents. And in doing so, when they would grow up, that God would see fit to choose them to be teachers and rulers. And then when they become in that portion of their life, when they was able to speak the things of God, the scriptures of God. Uh-oh, Cruz mad. He is crawling, so that's a good thing. So Nicodemus had made that place. If he felt like he arrived. So this is a really smart guy, so a theologian in our today's terms, right? So like a doctorate in ministry or somebody with the accolades and the stripes and all the things that would make them feel important. But the ones that feel the most important, you're going to make a great mother someday. <laughs> that was Roro, my friend. But what would it feel like to be Nicodemus with all this education but still be lacking in understanding? So it's not enough just to know the scripture. You have to know the scripture. Okay? And whenever you get put on the spot, whenever somebody asks you a question about scripture, right, Val? Right, Travis? Poor Ryan sitting over here. He he hasn't had the opportunity yet, but he's he's not even nervous, so he's pretty he's he's, he's not nervous. He's he's good. He's doing great BD's good. <laughs> well, she does fix Thanksgiving dinner sometimes when you go, or well, your dad does, but uh, yeah, she gets all he gets grounded if he don't do a good job here. She, <laughs> Elizabeth can. <laughs> yeah. So, did you learn anything by coming to church today? Did you learn that Nicodemus was who Jesus was talking to? So this is a good thing. We're learning scripture in a church house. And Jesus was able to teach one of the most educated in the society that he was living in. So when did Nicodemus come to him? Go back to verse, I think it's early on, like verse 1 or something. At night. So he came at night to try to figure out what was going on. Is that what it says, Travis? Somebody said they said it at night. Yes. What, what verse is that? Verse 2. So John 3, 2 says Nicodemus came at night 
Why would he come at night? Huh? He didn't want to be seen. Because it was uncomfortable. So the religious zealot elitism wanted to put down this guy doing miracles because they didn't like it. Nicodemus saw the miracles, said, this intrigues me, so I don't want to hear it from somebody else. I want to hear it from you. So he goes at night in the cover of darkness to not be seen because that's more comfortable. Right? How many likes comfortable? Comfortable is nice, right? Just comfortable. Nobody knows. Are you Christian? Why do you ask? Don't ask me a verse because I don't know any. <laughs> right? We're scared to go out in public and declare our Christianity because we're afraid somebody might call us out on this. Who? Pretty good to have a sword with you. Yeah. Some people have the gift, but I believe the gift is uh, a lot of times misused. You'll hear a lot of people uh, do that, and that's where we feel that we feel uncomfortable of being in society that we do get called out as a Christian. But it's how we actually live, and as Ben saying, let it be written in your heart, in your mind. Because if it's not in either one, mostly if it's not in your heart, and you let other things go in your mind, you'll you'll vent, you'll venture away. Absolutely, you'll not, you'll not find yourself on the right path. It's easy to separate ourselves and go back to the comfortable and the normal of when you first become a Christian. I wanted to tell everybody myself. I when I become a Christian, I was so proud that I made the decision, and. I love you, Mom. Where's my mom? Wave, Mom. That's my mom back here, so I love you, Mom. So I was, I was driving home, but through my childhood, somebody close by with me always told me I was pretty special and, and tried to treat me like I was the best thing since sliced bread, and it was my mother. Um, love you, Mom. I'm still saying I love you. Uh, and so when I got saved that night at Raceland and I was driving home, I was thinking, I've I got to call somebody. i got to call and tell somebody. And the first person I called was Aunt Mary. Hi, Aunt Mary. I love you. I love you too, Mama. Mama prayed for me. Mary prayed for me. They agreed that I would be saved someday and, and prayed that I would be saved. And when I got home, I called Aunt Mary, and then I called Mom. So I called them within seconds of each other. It wasn't like it was a whole lot later, Mom. It was just Aunt Mary probably told me to call mom. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that at all. I don't remember exactly how it was going, but I remember tears flowing down my face, and I remember uh, heart beating, uh, the rush and excitement of being saved and knowing I was going to heaven. I was going to be able to go to sleep at night and not have to worry about if the rapture happened or if the world ended or whatever happened that, you know, that I, I was going to make it, and that's pretty exciting. And then I started telling people at work, and, and people looked at me, and they was like, I don't know. That's, that's that guy. I remember you, and... Then, then the more they dog you down, the more you go, no, Robert, I really did. I got a, I'm all in. Leslie's book she's leading right now. I'm all in. I'm, I'm sold out. I'm going to be Jesus' for eternity. I'm going to stay with him. I'm going to stick with this. 
It's not just something I did because it was a rush that I needed, but I was in trouble and I needed somebody to help me, and Jesus did that. And I was excited to tell that news. But then all of a sudden you get through that and the rush of that and the high of that and the, I don't know how body work, you know, if it's, you know, like adrenaline. I don't know what all that happens there physically, but I know spiritually I was pretty proud of being a Christian. And then next thing you know, you know, you're getting around and people understand and they start saying, well, well I don't want to cuss around you. Anybody, as a Christian, you ever had somebody tell you, I, I don't want to cuss around you? You know my answer always? Well, go ahead and cuss if you want to. Uh, just don't make me cuss. They're like, really? I was like, yeah, yeah, you, you can cuss. I, I'm just choosing not to. I'm going to go to heaven, and I'm, I'm not going to cuss. So, And I'm not saying everybody that cusses is not going to heaven. You need to not cuss. Amen? Try to get good at that, Earl. He's told me before. He, he struggles with cussing. So there you go, Earl. That's, there's your tidbit. You got caught in the hot seat. Um, everybody say, I love you, Earl. The Bible does tell us to slow to anger. Yeah. So sometimes we do fail in that situation. Fits of rage. When and I first yes. started as a Christian, as you know, really getting involved, that was probably one thing. I wouldn't do it around the house or the boys. I didn't teach them that, but the world does. And it's not what we teach them a lot of times that they learn. And we have to prepare our children for that. We have to teach our children the things that to be prepared of. We shouldn't hold them and hide them from it all the time because they have to be prepared for it. Yeah. And I, exactly because Jesus taught the truth, it didn't matter who the audience was, the truth was the truth. So Jesus could have been judgmental of Nicodemus and say, You pansy, coming out here in the middle of the night, I ain't even talking to you. You're not worth my time. You come hiding in the darkness and walk in here. He does go into a little bit of that and talks about the light later in the scripture, in the chapter. But he didn't not answer Nicodemus because Nicodemus was taking the comfortable route. So Jesus will meet you in your comfort. He chooses to make you uncomfortable at times. These people can attest to this, and anybody that's set up here probably can attest to that. But he wants us to be understanding, and he wants us to know the truth. And he told him that. So Nicodemus came. And he asked Jesus a question. Right? What was his question? At the beginning. What was Nicodemus's question? Yeah. How could a man be born again? How can a man be born again? Here's the best way to put that. He looked at Jesus and said, that don't make sense. My logic or my human nature or my education allows me to question Jesus. Because Jesus said a man must be born again. Nicodemus is like, what? He's thinking physically. And Jesus was trying to educate him on, get to heaven, man. I came here so you could go with me. But what he needs us to do 
is not lean on our own understanding, but acknowledge him in all of our ways, right? And that's hard to do. How many has a hard time when Jesus gets you in a teaching moment or puts you in a position where he's trying to educate you on something? Is that uncomfortable? Because most of the time, those situations are troublesome times, and that's when hard times hit. And that's where you have to decide, am I going to trust Jesus or not? Val, have you ever been in a situation where you had to decide to trust Jesus or not? Right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a lot of times. Um, There's been a lot of situations. That's any specific situation that you can share truth with. Some people in here are not as far along in their journey as you, and Jesus has given you an opportunity to share a story that will impact lives. So trust him. Trust him. I'll cry. It's okay. Trust him. Um, A lot of people here don't know my story. I'm probably not going to, you know, tell my whole entire story, but I can tell you that um, in 2017, um, my life came crashing down, and um, and again in 2020, um, someone I loved dear was taken from me for a little while. Um, and as a mom, it's a very soul-crushing moment, but the only thing that got me through every minute from 2017 to now is God. Without God, there's no way I would have survived. And to this day, there's no way I will survive till next year. Um, when hopefully, you know, my life, it, part of my heart comes back to me. Um, so, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't feel comfortable sharing details of that situation. You don't have so, to. You know, um, but God. <laughs> The only thing I can tell you right now, God is the only thing that got me through that. Nothing else. Because I cried out to him many nights, many days, on my knees, in my car, just, and still now I do. And did he answer my prayers the way I wanted him to? No. But he answered them in ways that I recognize he is, he is still answering those prayers in this situation. He's still answering prayers, maybe not in the exact way I asked him to, but in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, my prayers have been answered. And, you know, I, I'm still trusting, and I have to trust in him every day. And I know, you know, I will get through this. We will get through this. And with God, anything's possible. Amen. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> we love you. The Bible says that children are inheritance of the Lord, and a man that's quiver is full of them is blessed. So you that's got children, um, you're blessed. And I don't mean all of your kids are always going to be perfect. <coughs> Val, you can attest to that, the one sitting beside of you over there. 
This one probably gives us a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's mouthy one. Yeah, he's, I don't know. The thirteen-year-old's pretty mouthy too. But I, yeah, I was getting but, ready to say I don't know. There's another but, one in that know, house. That, she's probably more like him than the other two. Well, I don't know. The oldest one's kind of. They're all mouthy. Yeah, what got, can I say? Got a little. Every one's mouthy. Got a little dose of own, it. They've all got a little dose of being mouthy in them. Yeah. I was so proud a while back that the youth done um, the what do they call it? what do you worship call it night. worship night, and um, they invited anybody of the church to come and. Anybody here that come to support our youth group to worship night? They had the last ones. Anybody here? Raise your hand if you was here. Okay. So it, it was really awesome because we came and they had the chair set up and they was fellowshipping with us. And it's their church service on Sunday night. It's just up to youth. They do whatever they want to do. They're in charge and Dusty lets them run rampant pretty much, him and Albie. They play games and they eat and yeah, put a hole in the wall over there beside of you there, Lisa. That's okay. I'd rather have a kid in the church house than a perfect wall. Come on, somebody say amen. There's churches that choose to choose the building over the kids. I'll take the kids every day. It, it's okay. We'll get it fixed someday. If anybody can fix a hole in the wall, we encourage you to do so. But um, that, that's just a plug there. Huh? Yeah, it gives a character. Okay. Um, but somebody's good at mudding. You, there'd be a good opportunity to serve right over there. Leslie talks about it all the time. So, um, But we come to that youth night and, and worship night, and I, I tend to put people in categories, and I limit them according to what I know about them. And, and I was sitting back there, and they was, Isabella was over here singing and, and led the first song, and next thing you know, she looks over, and she gives a big smile Isabella's way because she's the student leader, right, Dusty? And she just encourages everybody around you. If you don't know Isabella, she's back there serving in the nursery because adults won't. There's a teenager back there that's not getting to hear this because adults are choosing to be in here and not back there. But um, amen. that's just a plug for the nursery. And yeah. if Albie was in here, she'd be amening right now. Uh, if, so if you'd like to just watch, take a week to go back there and help a teacher, you can do so. You won't have to change diapers. That we'll, we'll get somebody to cover that. Or, you know, just look at a little kid and pat him on the back and tell him you love him. It's, huh? There's Lonetta. Oh. How convenient. How convenient. She was the one... Your ticket was supposed to be right here, madam, but you're not here. <laughs> that little grandbaby just saved your day, saved your bacon. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. But as I was standing there, and, and next thing you know, I watched Val's daughter, Ella, who is the most, she's really backward. Worse than me. She's all have no idea. Yeah, she, <laughs> Really, really backward, and you can't even hardly get her to talk to you, but Ella's just got a heart of gold, and I know that. And, and she walked over, and she stood at the main microphone, and she had her backup singers behind her. And she opened her mouth and started singing. And Ryan, that's your baby sis. And getting to witness that. And it was like an angel. I just closed my eyes and just stood there in awe and wonder that a little shy, backward, not outgoing kid chose the uncomfortable and walked over to a microphone and opened up her mouth and sang a worship song 
And it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. She made a choice to do that. And I know how hard that is because if we would have, she could have made that choice and walked over there and thought, I'm going to sing and it's going to be okay and it's going to work out. And she could have opened up her mouth and her voice could have cracked and that would have been okay too. But she chose the uncomfortable. And Isabella is choosing the uncomfortable by sitting in a nursery today helping her mom with kids. And these choices that these individuals made that had a ticket, it's a beautiful thing because life is full of choices. And those choices has consequences. And when Nicodemus come to that room that night and asked Jesus these questions, he had no idea that his name would be written down in eternity and be the most quoted verse in all of Scripture. So I want to leave you with this. What if Nicodemus hadn't came? And what if he didn't question Jesus? We wouldn't have that verse. I'm glad he chose to do so, ain't you? So Travis, read us John 3.16 one more time. Val quoted it. You get to read it. You've already read it once, but read it really loud in the microphone one more time. There's people going to watch this. There's people going to listen to this. It's going to be on a podcast. Yep. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you don't care, bow your head and close your eyes. There's some of you came in the room today and, and Jesus brought you here. You chose to get up. You chose to get ready and you chose to get in the car and you chose to drove down, drive down here and you chose the seat that you're sitting in. But God ordained you to be here today for such a time as this. Old Testament Joshua was told to choose this day whom you will serve and his words that he answered when it said choose this day whom you will serve Joshua said as for me and my house we will serve the Lord he chose to serve God. It affected his kids. It affected his wife. It affected his nation. 
You can choose that same thing today. If you don't know him, choose everlasting life today. It's the best choice you'll ever make. I know it feels uncomfortable in this moment. You're sitting there thinking, what if? My friend's going to make fun of me. In the midst of that uncomfortable, God's asking you to make a decision and choose to choose Him. Maybe you've known Him before and you've walked away and you've took your own path and like Travis said, you you chose to just take the easy route and, and walk away because it got too hard. And he's sending his Holy Spirit right now to beat on your heart's door and ask you, come home, choose to come back. To rededicate yourself to God. Decide to follow him. asking to make that choice so nobody looking around everybody's your eyes closed if you're here today and you feel the call of God on your life and you sense that he's beating at your heart's door Jesus is knocking on your heart's door and your heart is beating fast right now and you know he's choosing you this day he's asking you to come home I want you to just lift your hand if you will you're there whether it's you coming to him for the first time or you're rededicating yourself to him, you're recommitting your life to him, just lift your hands. Anybody here? Amen. Thank you for that hand. Anybody else? Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Anybody else? There's others here. You just need to lift up your hand right now and say, Pastor, that's me. And I'm choosing today to come home. Today is my day of salvation. Anybody else? Amen. Thank you for that hand. He's still knocking. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. God is calling you to be bold right now and get out of the uncomfortable and say, I'm just going to choose him. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? Amen. Thank you for that hand. You're worth waiting on and God's calling you right now. Just be bold and lift your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. I'm in this crowd. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Multiple people in the room have lifted their hands. You won't be alone. Anybody else? Amen. Anybody else? Let us pray. Everybody here, repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I'm asking you, forgive me for my sins, for my faults, for my failures. Live through me. Walk beside of me. Guide me. Teach me truth. And let me live in eternity with you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.